Welcome back to another sci-fi episode, where today we're going to be talking holiday survival, S with the dollar sign. The holidays are here, they're upon us, and I wanted to give something to you all to help you feel a little more comfortable and better prepared so that you can actually bring a sense of season this holiday season. Instead of stressing over money and time and family, we're going to be talking about how to budget all of those things. And you got that right. I said budget your time and your money. And we're going to even budget how much stress we're willing to deal with. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is holiday burnout. Because for Most people, when we talk about it's the most wonderful time of the year and we listen to these Christmas carols, some of us are a little more Scrooge-like. Is it really the most wonderful time of the year? For some of us, especially parents or folks who are lonelier this holiday season, we experience a little more burnout than we do festivities. So I want to drive in a couple points to help you relax a little bit more, but that relaxation will not come without the preparation. So let me talk a little bit about what holiday burnout is. It's not just being overwhelmed by tasks or people. It's actually when you've hit a state of mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion exacerbated by prolonged states of stress. And that's many times due to lack of support or when there's a perception or a reality that you don't have the tools or resources to execute what is expected of you. So now let me go back and add the word financial to what I just said. It's when you've hit a state of mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion exacerbated by prolonged states of stress due to a lack of support or when there's a perception or even a reality that you don't have the financial resources to execute what is expected of you. And today I'm going to be talking a lot about expectations. You will know when one of your expectations is unmet when you have that tinge of disappointment. As soon as you feel disappointed about something, that's when you know, oh, I have an unmet expectation. And the holidays, unfortunately, are filled with unmet expectations left and right. Oh, I thought my parents were going to be able to visit. I thought we would have more time to play games rather than having to slave in the kitchen and cook all day. And before you know it, you're leaving a festive party feeling burned out. Now, when we're talking finances here, it's the same thing. 
you have possibly saved for this holiday season. You have carefully selected gifts for folks and they seem underappreciative or whatever the case might be. There can be a tinge of disappointment there. You had an unmet expectation or you didn't have the financial resources this year to provide that level of holiday cheer that you hoped to provide. So there's some disappointment there. So you get where I'm going with this holiday burnout, but let's distinguish between organizational burnout and holiday burnout. Organizational burnout is when you are just completely stressed and you do not have the tools or resources or support that's needed to get you where you need to be in that work environment. Maybe you lack coworker support or supervisory support. But here, we're really talking about festive burnout. And the best way to get this image in your mind is to think like a Grinch or a Scrooge. They just did not have the natural disposition for festivities. They had to rediscover all the things in their lives and supports and tools and resources that were available to them to redefine that festivities are meant to be meaningful, not annoying or disdainful. And I can't help but stress to the parents out there, I feel many times during the holidays this festive burnout with the different recitals that we're attending or the different parties that we're attending. And a lot of parents are just standing in the corner with their necks hunched over and backs hunched over, looking at their cell phone, waiting for that next hour and a half to pass. And you wanted to do something different, but you were there with your your child for whatever they were doing. And then we don't even engage with other people. I think our social media, our, our, our devices, everything is actually keeping us from enjoying moments. And I wonder if I have stepped on toes already. Olivia, I will not go to a child's gathering or a Christmas party without my phone. What are you trying to take from me? My lifeline? I get it. But sometimes we need to put down those devices so that we can actually enjoy what is going on in life so that we can be further away from that festivity burnout. So let me tell you that festive burnout comes with three distinct symptoms, and it becomes the most vulnerable time of the year for a lot of us. And so it's in periods of crammed stress, where we're constantly activating the sympathetic nervous system. We have increased adrenaline. We have increased cortisol. There's this hidden turmoil that we're experiencing where we're not looking forward to events. We're actually feeling compelled to try and get out of all of these events if we absolutely can. And then we have this discombobulated threat appraisal where we start looking at fun events as a threat rather than something that is meant to be enjoyed. And then our schedules fill up so quickly, yet we feel so empty. So pretty soon I'm going to be asking you to track your true financial expenses. But humor me just for a little longer as we pause here and track our true psychological expenses. 
And let me note here the difference between burnout and stress. Stress can be productive, especially if it's short-lived and it's associated with a goal. But burnout is prolonged stress with the perception that it will never end. And this leads to feelings of hopelessness, apathy, and emptiness. And let me highlight apathy. Apathy is a fancy word of doing nothing. And a lot of us will crawl into our caves at home and do nothing. And because of those three symptoms of festive burnout, cram stress, unmet expectations, and then the third one is auto pilot, where we're feeling stuck and we're held captive by our to-do lists and all of the tasks. And because we're in this autopilot for an extended amount of time, we start to have symptoms of forgetfulness and then we're never fully engaged. Our mind is constantly wandering and we're no longer tethered to the here and now and we rob ourselves of opportunities to enjoy those festive moments. So I created a coping timeline for you. And I first presented this to a group in a class, and I got a lot of wonderful feedback on this. And one of the things that we need to do first is to examine our expectations. Do we need to temper the expectations that we have? Um, and, and for a lot of us, maybe that is how much spending we're going to engage in. What, how much money do I really have to spend? Or do I really, should I really hold that expectation that I'm going to get a number of hours with my family uninterrupted? Probably not. So we need to temper those expectations and find what is absolutely realistic. And then we get to set a pace for what is to come so that we're less disappointed along the way and create a slower pace as well because I know that we forget to savor what's going on. I was in a restaurant the other day and I felt a little thankful that I got to eat out and didn't have to prepare dinner, but I was also feeling a little grumpy at the same time that Thanksgiving has already passed and Christmas is on its way and I haven't really even started doing what I truly wanted to do. So I had these conflicting feelings at the same time, but I heard the Christmas music playing in the background and it immediately grounded me to just listen and enjoy the music and enjoy the moment. That's what I call setting the pace. Even in the hustle and bustle, we have the power to set our own pace. And we also have the ability to make these choices as well, where we can prioritize what we're going to do with our time and our money. We can set boundaries around that time and money. And we can be more mindful and notice what's going on around us. And the other thing I put on here for a coping timeline is sleep. Now, this coping timeline, whatever day that you're listening to this, before the holidays come, and even if you're listening to this after the holidays, it is never too late to create a weekly timeline for yourself of how you're going to uh, intentionally spend 
your time and whatever you might be preparing for. Even if the holidays have passed, what's coming next in your life? This coping timeline can help you with that. So maybe one week you're examining your expectations, you're setting the pace. The next week you're prioritizing, you're setting boundaries, you're noticing when things are going well and you're getting adequate sleep. The next week you're delegating, you're in, a, you continue to enjoy moments, but also you're finding ways to refill yourself and notice when good things are happening and you get adequate sleep. And then the next week you're choosing intentional connection. You're playing with your kids. You're creating things. You're also noticing, you continue to notice what's going on, being tethered to reality, being mindful, still getting good sleep. And in in that last week where the event takes place or the holiday or whatever is coming up, you remind yourself to engage, savor the moment, Notice everything going on around you, and then again, find a time to sleep. This is how you create that sense of season, where you're not jumping to volunteer for everything, you're setting priorities around your time, you're prioritizing your list of what is most meaningful and important for you and your family, and that's a great place to learn what others' expectations are. And sometimes that's possibly the best gift. So we're now examining how you choose to spend your time, your money, your energy, and the planning and the behaviors that have to come with that. So let's talk about that for a second. When you're planning how you're going to spend your time, Is it with families, charities, work, community, extracurriculars? Do you have to say no to some work Christmas parties in order to make those family occasions? Do you have to say no to some community work so that you can choose to spend more time with your family? And again, if it, it depends on where you are in your life. Maybe you're not fully family-focused and you're more community-focused or charity-focused or extracurricular-focused. You are the one that gets to define and decide where you're going to spend that time. Now, what everyone's waiting for, how are you going to spend your money. So budgeting, obviously, but the B word is a bad word for a lot of people. And I'm sure you've already cringed thinking, oh, that's already passed. That's already gone. I'm not even thinking about that right now. Well, here's what happened to me over the weekend. I was sitting down and I was finally practicing what I was preaching. And I looked at my Christmas spend plan. And I had told folks in the previous class to create a subordinate budget just for Christmas. And subordinate budgets are wonderful for vacations, Christmas, or big events where there's a large chunk of money that's going to be going out, but you need to assign jobs to that money that's going to be going out so that you can essentially prioritize what that money is going to be doing for you. So I already had this mental accounting, and I always caution folks on the dangers of mental accounting and how bad that can be for our bank accounts, because when you're only tracking things mentally, you're not tracking anything at all. (laughs) You have to write it down on paper. And so I finally did that, and I realized, wow, that's not enough. 
what I mentally accounted for and thought would be enough for what I wanted to do this year, I was short by a couple hundred bucks. No problem. That subordinate budgeting gave me the opportunity to tweak ahead of time where I was going to find that extra couple hundred dollars that really meant a lot to me. And then finagle a little bit and bam, it's done. Now I know what my parameters are. I know what my boundaries are. And so I even have a subordinate tracking method in an app as I spend that money for Christmas to keep track of those expenses so that I don't want so that I don't bust one category. So for example, the way I do it is I go by person. Some folks may go by event. But by going by person, I I got to make sure that everybody got equal money distribution. So if anyone ever checked my receipts, you know, the girls wouldn't be like, you spent more money on Bailey or you spent more money on Dana. And by the way, let me emphasize that gifting is not just about money. And I know that and I get that. But as a mom, children do expect some gifts under the tree. Am I right? So that's what I'm talking about there. But here's the extra budgeting that no one ever talks about when we're talking about surviving the holidays. And that is creating a subordinate budget for your energy. How are you going to spend your energy? Now, some people will think synonymously that, oh, time and energy go hand in hand, but that's not true. And I know this and I learned this with my time with patients when I was a licensed professional counselor in the clinical setting. So when I, when I say spending your energy, I mean your mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. How are you going to choose to spend that this holiday season? And how are you going to choose to refill your tank mentally, emotionally, and spiritually this holiday season? So creating a subordinate budget for those, the mental, emotional, and spiritual. So for example, I talked about an event that occurred a couple years ago um, where I was heavily involved in several music programs. I sing and I play the piano and I had overextended myself. And you talk about holiday burnout. By the time we got to the event, I was angry, I was tired, and I was resentful that I didn't have the time that I wanted with my family because of all of the recitals, because of all the rehearsals. And so the last thing that I was going to be doing, my body finally got my attention, and I was I was in the middle of hosting a missionary couple, and we were practicing music at the same time while I had a pot of my husband's favorite soup on the stove. And I was, I was doing the mom thing, the hostess thing. I mean, everything was going well. And then it hit me that I was overwhelmed by stress. And then I started to feel sorry for myself. And when I feel sorry for myself, I start to cry. <laughs> so mid-song, 
I just weep. And it took my husband off guard. He had no idea what was going on. Poor Ben was just caught in the middle of my full calendar. <laughs> so, and, and you know, the, the folks that I was hosting, they just thought I was moved by the song. And so I left it at that, didn't give them any inkling that it was anything else, but went and had a chat with my husband later away from everyone and just let them know, I will never do this to my family again. Um, and I did. I stuck to it. And guess what, y'all? You know what I have prioritized this year? And I'm going to say it for the first time. I am not sending Christmas cards this year. I have prioritized what is most important, and I choose to connect and engage with people differently. And that's okay if that's not your bag. Um, if you know, no judgment here if you continue to send Christmas cards, but for myself, that was something that was eating up a lot of time and adding undue stress. And it's a lot of money to spend on those cards where you put your picture on there and, you know, people look at briefly for like maybe two seconds if you're lucky. And if you're really lucky, it goes on someone's mantle. But what? It, what are the odds that that's really going to happen? Because I know how I treat other people's Christmas cards. <laughs> so don't send Olivia a Christmas card. You have it there. <laughs> so let me go ahead and talk about a few more things that relate to money and time and energy. So we talked about spending, how you're going to spend your time, your money, and your energy. But now let's talk about giving. Some of us may not have any problems at all budgeting money, but instead of spending beyond our means, we tend to give beyond our means, or we don't give much at all. And there's a huge difference between giving and spending. So how do you want to give responsibly this holiday season? So for me, that, that instance two years ago around Christmas time, got my attention. I cannot give of my talent of singing and, and, and musical talents to anyone and everyone that asks me in the holiday season. There are folks that I will have to politely decline and say, I'm sorry, I'm booked already. And you don't have to let them know what you're booked on. You might be booked for a family game night. You might be booked with quiet time with your spouse, or you might be booked for quiet time to spend alone. No one has to know this. You get to set those boundaries. And listen, maybe your kids really want quality time over expensive gifts. Now, if you ask your child, they don't necessarily have the prefrontal lobe development that you have to say, oh, yes, mother, actually, I didn't want a gift this year. I'd rather spend more time with you. That's not necessarily going to come out of their mouths, but you know your children best and you know what their love language is. And no matter their love language, children need their parents' time. And not just children and parents. Maybe maybe your, your own parents as adults or maybe your friends. Maybe you've neglected them over the year and this is a time to really give time to folks. So you can give without having to spend any money. 
The only thing it's going to cost you is a little time and energy. I'll leave you with this quote by Dr. Seuss. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. So remember this holiday season as we're surviving. Go ahead and prioritize how you want to spend your time, your money, and energy. Create a subordinate budget for that. Maybe you're going to pencil in some intentional seasonal breaks throughout the workday, throughout the weekend, maybe sipping on your favorite coffee with no agenda, snuggling with the kids or the pets while watching a movie, inviting the people over that you really want to have over, and maybe finding the calm and peace to finish a craft or a project. Remember, the holidays are about connection. So find the time and the energy to connect. I'll see you next time.